Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aw yeah? In this week's podcast, Ethan and I are talking all about our childhood and, in particular, playground expressions. You've probably heard some of these in TV series and movies you've watched, and the vocabulary and the language can be quite interesting. So get ready to have a lot of fun and laugh along with us. But also, don't forget that as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, you can head on over to our Instagram at reallife.english, where we have a bonus lesson for you there with some songs and rhymes that we would use as kids too. Yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, children and adults. This is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and super duper way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're skipping rope, going down a really big slide, or even looking through your childhood photos. Oh yeah, I'm joined here in the virtual Barcelona studio. If you hadn't noticed. By the lovely Andrea. How's it going, Andrea? I'm great, thanks. And I really loved the intro there today. It's kind of a little sneak <laughs> peek into what's to come. Yeah, threw people for a loop, maybe with some new surprises. Oh, what does that mean? If you throw people for a loop, is that what you said? Yeah, if you throw someone for a loop, it means that you're like doing something unexpected, right?、Mm, yeah, that's a really nice expression. Pulling a fast one on them, you might say as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's super American. I think. Is it? Do you have any like similar British expression? <laughs> oh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> There you go. Even some more expressions galore. Yeah, so many. So, why did I throw people for a loop? What was up with that intro? So, if you didn't notice, it was to do with childhood, probably. So, if you did, you say jumping rope. To jump rope, skipping rope. Oh, skipping rope. Yeah, you could say to jump rope to skip rope. Yeah, so you might remember in the playground you had a skipping rope and you would play these playground games. And if you go down a big slide, you tend to do this in the playground or in the park as well. So it's all related to today's podcast, which is a really fun one. And it was requested actually; it was requested a while ago. And you know, we've been thinking about it a lot. We've been coming up with different expressions that we use. So we're going to be talking about playground expressions. Maybe some rhymes, maybe even some taunts as well. Ooh, what is a taunt? Yeah, so a taunt is kind of like a tease, isn't it? Like you can imagine, sometimes kids weren't very nice in the playground, and they might tease you and taunt you and annoy you with with certain rhymes and things. So we have a few of those as well today. That is fantastic. I just did.、Uh... Beyond Borders talk show with Anna from English Fluency Journey a couple weeks ago, and she lives in Ukraine. She's Ukrainian. Her husband's Ukrainian, and she's raising her son bilingual in English. So I think this is a really interesting topic for people because I, I imagine there's a lot of people who have kids and they want to help their children. 
to have that advantage of being bilingual in English. So some of these words might be good to use with them. It might make the English speaking with them more fun. Definitely. And you'll probably recognize some from TV series and movies as well, because, you know, there are so many movies out there with children as well. And you've probably heard some of these. That's true. Especially if you like watching like family genre movies, you might find these like Home Alone. I think that's a great one. And I know that Kevin in that movie, he's just teasing the bad guys the whole time. So you might find some familiar ones if you're a fan of that movie. Definitely. All right. But before we get rolling with any of that, we have a shout out for a very special listener out there. Yeah. So today's shout out comes from Blong from the States. However, he says, my origins are from Laos and I recently moved here. Thank you for the good work you guys do. For me, the Real Life English podcast is the main way I learn English. I take advantage of every moment, for example, driving, walking and working by listening to my friends, Ethan, Andrea and Ollie and the (laughs) others. The content is fun. You speak very clearly and sharply. I level up my English and have improved a lot. Ah, yeah. That is so awesome, Blong. And what a delight that you live in the USA now. So you're getting some American practice with me, but you're also getting to level up your listening by getting used to listening to British English and Australian English when the Thunder Down Under is here. Yeah. And I love the fact that you've said that you love listening to your friends because it's so great to think that our listeners out there see us as their friends, you know, especially if they listen every week. And, you know, we love getting together to do this and being in your living room or in your car with you and so on and so on. So I think that was a really nice touch as well. I couldn't agree more. So if you want us to shout you out, just like we have Bong today, All you have to do is head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And the great thing when you do this is that you're helping other people from around the world to have a lot of fun learning with us. But if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, that's okay as well. You can head over to the blog and look for this episode and leave us a comment there, and we can still shout you out using that. That said, before we get into the main topic, we have a very related topic. Hopefully, it'll make you guys laugh or maybe just roll your eyes on us, Uh, and that is some kid-friendly jokes. Yeah, so you might have seen Ollie actually did a live on the Real Life English YouTube channel with dad jokes, which was a really fun one. So today we're going to take a look at some kids jokes, keeping it in with the theme. And there are some really fun ones, but also interesting ones to explain, I think. Definitely. I think that kids always love telling these kind of jokes, right? I remember something that was very common when I was a kid, at least, I imagine this still exists. We used to get these popsicles and popsicles are like the, um, it's like fruit juice that's been frozen on a stick. So if anyone doesn't know what a popsicle is, and it's very common that kids will eat these in the summer. So it's kind of like you have to suck it down to the, till you just have the wooden stick. And then like, and the part that was covered by the frozen juice, you have a joke, right? And so I remember we would eat these and then we'd be telling the jokes to each other and you would find jokes like we're going to share with you today. That's so true. I forgot about that. And we actually call those ice lollies. That almost sounds like it should be Australian. Yeah. We're going to have to ask Ollie what they're called down under. Definitely. Because they call sweets and what you call candy, they call it, uh, they call them lollies, don't they? Sweets. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to find out. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the first joke? Okay. 
Why did the cookie go to the hospital? I don't know, Andrea. Why did the cookie go to the hospital? Because he felt crummy. <laughs> <laughs> These kind of jokes are so corny. They're very like, <laughs> but they, they're very funny as well. So what does it mean there? Why? I mean, if people didn't get the punchline, the punchline is like what we call the answer to the joke, right? If people didn't get it, why is that funny? Yeah, so the play on words here is because when you eat a cookie, you tend to make crumbs, you know, those tiny little pieces of the cookie that come off. So, you know, you want to eat it on a plate so that you don't like make a mess and have crumbs (laughs) everywhere. But also crummy, you could describe the way you feel as crummy. And I think maybe this is a little bit more American. So what would you mean if Hmm. you said you felt crummy, Ethan? If you feel crummy, maybe an expression people have heard, you'd say you feel under the weather. So you're not feeling very good in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're you're sad, maybe you're tired, maybe you're a little bit sick. It's just like something you're just like, I'm not, I'm not so great today. I'm feeling crummy. Yeah. So that's why the cookie had to go to the hospital because he <laughs> didn't feel so good, but also maybe, you know, he was bits of him were breaking off as well. And that's why he's he's not so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one. All right. And we have another one, right? Yes, we've got one more. Why was the baby strawberry crying? Ooh, I like how you say that word too. I don't know, Andrea, why was the baby strawberry crying? Because her parents were in a jam. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you're going to have to explain that one as well. Okay, so again, I think this expression is a bit American, like if if you're in a jam. So I'll explain the other part to it. So obviously with different fruits, we make jam or I think, do you call it jelly? Yeah, I would call it any of those. We have like jam, jelly, marmalade. I think Mm. marmalade's only if it's like orange flavor, right? But we have all these different words for them. Yeah, usually. So, you know, We tend to have strawberry jam or blueberry jam or apricot jam, whatever it is, you tend to have it. It's like a staple in your cupboard. What does that mean if it's a staple? So it means that it's something that you'll find in your cupboard, like it's guaranteed, you know, it's, you have to have it. It's like peanut butter in the United States. That's a staple or Vegemite in Australia, I suppose. Exactly. And maybe Marmite in the UK. I'm not a fan, but yeah. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So... That's the idea here. So unfortunately, this baby strawberry's parents are in a jam. So you imagine a a jar of jam. But what does it actually mean if you're in a jam, Ethan? If you're in a jam, it's like you're in a difficult situation, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like if you have a big project to finish and you don't have enough time to finish it, then you'd be in a jam. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think these ones are quite clever. And, you know, as they are kind of like kids jokes, they're pretty clean and everything and funny and they make sense. Yeah. So those kind of things are great because you might be watching a kid show with your child or watching a family movie and hear something like that. So it's good to kind of like search for that pun. Definitely. What is a pun? A pun is a play on words or a double entendre, right? So it's when you have with these jokes you have like two meanings for one word in a sense. And that's like where the humor comes from. Exactly. So I hope you guys are laughing already. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're just rolling your eyes at us. But now let's roll into today's main topic, all about funny English expressions and taunts and such that we use as kids. 
Hey there, Real Lifer. Just a quick break from this episode to share a big announcement with you about the recent launch of the brand new Real Life English app, where Ollie, Andrea, and I, your Real Life Fluency Coaches, will guide you beyond the classroom to live, learn, and literally speak English in the real world, which is to understand natives, speak with anyone, and connect to the world. So how do we accomplish that with our app? To start with, you can listen to the Real Life English podcast, even this very episode, with digital transcripts so that you can follow along and develop your listening fluency, plus check dozens of definitions of all the most difficult vocab, idioms, phrasal verbs, slang, and much more that you won't find anywhere else or in any other podcast. And how would you like to develop real-life speaking confidence at the touch of a button by speaking with other learners while making friends across cultures? Sounds like a dream, right? Well, now with the real-life app, it will be a dream come true. Download the app to listen to our podcast with transcripts and definitions whenever and wherever you want and speak with people from all around the world. What are you waiting for? Join our global community today by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or going to www.reallifeglobal.com slash app or search for the Real Life English app in the Google Play or Apple App Store today and let us guide you beyond the classroom to live and learn and speak English in the real world. Aw, yeah. All right. What's the first one, Andrea? So the first one is probably the most common, and I think kids probably use it a lot still today, and it's liar, liar, pants on fire. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, I remember using that one as a kid. And it also reminds me there's a great movie that I also enjoyed when I was a kid with Jim Carrey. And I think the the premise of the movie, right, is that he can't tell a lie. So he's like telling too many lies, and then something happens, And he's a lawyer even, so like lawyers have to bend the truth in many different ways. And then all of a sudden, he has to tell the truth to everyone, and it's quite hilarious, the trouble he gets himself into. It is. I love that movie. It's such a classic. So maybe it's quite obvious based on everything that we're explaining, but when would a kid use this one? Yeah, so if you don't believe someone, you might just say, liar, liar, but then you kind of have a rhyme here. So you say, liar, liar, pants on fire, and you kind of sing it a little (laughs) bit as well. Yeah, that's a great one. I'm not sure what the origin of it is. Um, It might be quite interesting to look into that. I don't know if there was something where at one time (laughs) someone's pants were on fire. Um, (laughs) So I'm not quite sure, but it's, it's a funny one when you imagine. It's probably just for the rhyme, right? Yeah. It's a little bit like Pinocchio or something that his nose grows every time he tells a lie, right? Maybe so it's a little bit like accusing someone. If you're lying, your pants are going to catch on fire. Yeah, something like that. Better watch out. (laughs) And there's a similar word I think kids use. You can tell me if you use this in the UK as well. We might say like someone fibbed or someone told a fib. Mm, Yeah, we do use that a lot. That might also be called like a white lie, right? So it's like a, it's a lie, but it's a lie that's not, it's not a big lie. It's a small lie, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's just like a, a small one. So you'd say like, oh, I'm only fibbing, like as if to say, you know, I wasn't like making out a huge lie or something. It was just a little white lie. Yeah. It's an innocent, innocent lie. No victims. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. <laughs> All right. So moving on, what's the next one? Okay, so the next one has to go with an action as well. It's a shame we're not filming this, <laughs> but it's talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. I think there's an extension to this, right? Like talk to the hand because the face don't want to hear it. And it's like you put your hand out in front of your face. Exactly. And look away from them. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I associate this so much with kids. It just seems like a really sassy thing to say. Mm. Yeah, you can imagine people doing like this kind of neck movement as well, you know, <laughs> having a bit of attitude with it. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's genius. All right. What's the next one? The next one is short and sweet. So it's basically not N-O-T, mm -hmm. but it usually comes after you've said something nice to someone. So this one's a bit mean because you can just imagine someone saying, oh, I really love your new jumper or something. And then they go, not like that in a really mean way. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like mean girls, right? Or something. Yeah. This one reminds me of the movie Borat because I think he learns this is an American expression and he's just using it all the time, but he's really bad at it because he like interrupts the person and, and stuff like this. So he just really fails at using it correctly. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I forgot that he uses that. <laughs> nah, he's like really nasal as well when he says it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Andrew, what's the next one? So I remember the next one. I remember being in primary school and going to line up at the door for lunch or something like that. And you wanted to get in the correct order because otherwise people would start this rhyme and it was first the worst. So if you were first in line, people would say this, oh, ha, ha, first the worst. <laughs> I don't know if I heard that so much in the States, but it rings a bell for me. Yeah, there's even like an extension to it. So I remember it developed to first the worst, second the best, and then third the one with the hairy chest, which is just so weird, but it's just a <laughs> rhyme. So you didn't want to be first and you didn't want to be third. You wanted to be second, mm -hmm. but then somehow... I don't know how it would work. There was also Zero the Hero. So again, it's just these rhymes, but like fun, silly things that kids would do at school. Yeah, that's Zero the Hero. That sounds like something you might say if you're actually first, but you're like, oh, I'm not first, I'm Zero or something to say. Like something the kids would say, right? Yeah, like you come in afterwards. So the front of the line's been formed and then you like push in and you're like, aha, Zero the Hero. <laughs> what does that mean to push in? If you push in, it means that like you're not next in line. You cut the line, we also say. Um, you cut in mm -hmm. or you push in to mean that you kind of put other people aside so that you can go next or you can go first. Right. I think in the United States, we would use more cut in the line than push in the line. Yeah, that was something I found a bit difficult moving to Spain, I always remember because... <laughs> Back home, everyone really follows the rules with things like here and here there weren't really any rules and I used to find it quite frustrating. Yeah, it's like the law of the jungle a little bit. Yeah. All right, moving on. What's the next one? This is a this is a very classic. Yeah, so again, this one is kind of like a singing one. You've probably heard it in movies as well. And you'd basically say two names. So let's invent some names. You could say... Matt and Sarah sitting in the tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. 
Yeah, and there's an extension, right, to that as well? Oh, what is the extension? I'm not sure. You don't know? What did you say? Matt and Sarah, right? Matt and Sarah sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes baby in the baby carriage. Oh, nice one. I didn't know that. You didn't That's know that so one? funny, no. <laughs> maybe it's an American thing. Yeah, maybe. That's so funny. There's like a whole story to it. I suppose it doesn't work in British because I think you call a baby carriage a pram, right? Yes. Maybe that's why it didn't cross the the pond. Yeah, maybe. And it's funny because this is like, you know, if you have a crush and your friends find out or something like that, and then they start teasing you or taunting you about it, they'll probably sing this. Yeah, uh, that definitely happens. Or you're just like talking, you know, to, I don't know, imagine you're like you're a little boy and you're just like talking to like a little girl and stuff. And then your friends might be like laughing at you singing that. Yeah, exactly. All right. So maybe someone starts using one of these taunts that we've said at you. What might you say? So you might reply sticks and stones. Or if you say the whole phrase, you might say sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah. I think I've heard this even in some different songs. Like if I'm not mistaken, I believe Katy Perry has in one of her songs that she plays with that expression, right? Yeah, I think she does. Is it raw? Is it in that one? I think it might be. That's yeah. That rings a bell. I'm trying to think now. <laughs> We're going to have to like link that in the show notes so people can go go check it out. Or just listen to it now. Maybe if you're looking at your phone, you can go listen and, and find it. Yeah, definitely. So this one was used really when you kind of wanted to say something to the person that was taunting you, but, you know, not say something nasty back to them just to kind of show them, you know, you can't hurt me. Like, even though you're mean, I'm not going to be mean to you. And we have another very similar one where we'd say, I'm rubber, you're glue. Anything you say bounces off of me and sticks to you. Yeah, I, I think I've heard this one in movies, maybe like I'm rubber, you're glue, and then maybe not the whole thing. So we wouldn't have used this one, I don't think, in the UK, but it definitely makes sense. I wonder if that is also a vocabulary difference because like a rubber, I mean, I suppose rubber is the same substance, but I don't know if kids in the UK might associate a rubber with uh, an eraser, what we'd call an eraser in the US that you use with a pencil. Yeah, that's that's what we would use for rubber, yeah. So what does this one mean? So rubber, because it's bouncy, uh, which means that it's like a basketball or something, you know, that bounces. Uh, and glue, which is like something you use to stick two things together. So you say, I'm rubber, you are glue. Anything you say bounces off of me because I'm rubber. So it uh, ricochets off of me. That's another word we'd use for this. And sticks to you because you are glue. So that's kind of the same thing, right? Really, you're just saying... The bad things that you're saying reflect more poorly on you than they do on me in some sense, right? Exactly, yeah. It's quite a clever one. It's actually very philosophical for being a, a children's rhyme, isn't it? Yeah. It reminds me of another one as well, actually. Is there one that's to do with, well, go look in the mirror or something, isn't there? Like if oh, someone yeah. <laughs> calls you a name, then you say, well, go look in the mirror. And they're like, why would I look in the mirror? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you can explain it better. <laughs> I think it's it's pretty much that. It's like, what would you say? Um, yeah, I think it's like if someone said, like, called you like a dumb face or something, like thinking of what a kid might say, he'd be like, well, you better go look in the mirror. Yeah. Or it, like, takes one to know one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes one to know one is like, you know, 
you must be one to be able to recognize another one or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, the one with the mirror, I've just realized it's from a super funny episode from Friends where Ross goes to um, like a girl's camp thing because he accidentally got one of the girls that were selling the Girl Scout cookies injured. So he decided to sell the cookies for her so that she could try to win the prize to go to camp. And it's when they're well, they're sat all around and they're saying how many boxes of cookies they sold. And I think, I think a girl calls him a scrud and he goes, what's a scrud? And she says, go look in the mirror, scrud. <laughs> so sassy. <laughs> yeah, it's super funny. All right. You got any other ones? Yes, I do. So in the UK, if someone said something that upset us, too much and we wanted to tell the teacher we might say to them i'm telling on you yeah that's an interesting use of the preposition isn't it to tell on someone yeah it sounds funny i think when you really think about it (laughs) and you'd say to someone as well oh please don't tell on me i was i was only fibbing or something like that and then (laughs) if if someone does that they have a name for them, right? Especially in the US, I think. Yeah, we would call that person a tattletale. <laughs> that little kid would call them that anyway. <laughs> you tattletale. <laughs> What's a tattletale? So a ta- we would say it like tattletale mm. um, with an American T on those first T's. So we, we call someone who tells on someone else, basically, uh, tattletale. But it's kind of funny because that's like the kid word. And then I think we have adult words as well, right? That we, we might use in like prisons, for example, they might call that person a rat. Mm, yeah, it's true. And you can say to rat someone out. We even have a, a phrasal verb for that, don't we? Yes, I forgot about that. That's a good connection. So an, an adult tattletale is a rat. <laughs> yeah. And we would probably just say telling tales, like for example... If a kid kept coming and complaining about something, you might say to them, oh, stop telling tales because a tale was like a story, wasn't it? A made up story. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have those kids that make things up and you might tell them to stop telling tales. Mm -hmm. The teacher might tell you the story of the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, exactly. What happened with the boy who cried wolf? That's, uh, I think it's a children's story, right? It's kind of like teachers and moral. Mm -hmm. And it's like a little boy who's always saying, you know, uh, he lives in a small village and he's always saying, oh, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, but he's just making it up for attention. And then eventually there actually is a wolf and he's crying out, there's a wolf, there's a wolf, but no one believes him because he's the boy who cried wolf. He always is saying wolf. And I think the ending's not so happy. Ends up, (laughs) the wolves end up like taking him away or something like that. Yeah, I think he gets eaten up. Mm -hmm. So that's why you, you need to not be a tattletale, at least... Not if you're fibbing. Exactly, yeah. It's it's a fable, isn't it? It's like the moral of the story is do not tell lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our real-life Native Immersion course, we will take you on a 41-week real-life adventure of the English language, each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use real Native English and make it a permanent part of your life in a way that is fun, natural, and convenient. 
The best part is you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. We will send it to your email. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod. That's P-O-D to sign up. Now let's get back to today's podcast lesson. All right. What's the next one? Okay. So the next one is a weird thing. You know, kids again, when they're being silly, they might just touch someone and say, oh, you've got the lurgies. The lurgies. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so I think in the States, you would call these cooties. Ah, cooties. Yeah. I know what cooties are. You have to get your cootie shots to protect you. <laughs> yeah. I think they would. there would even be a game, wouldn't it? Like it. I don't know. Did you used to play the game it in the playground? Oh yeah. You're it. Yeah. You're it. Is it like tag? Yeah. A bit like tag. That's it. Yeah. That's another word for it. And maybe you'd be passing on like the lurgies or something, which is like a, I don't know, like a virus maybe. I think now they call it virus <laughs> in, in schools, <laughs> which is weird because of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they've maybe changed like it. like the boy who cried a wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cooties, it's like uh, imaginary germs or something, right? And I think it's, especially kids will say it with the opposite sex, like Boys will say girls have cooties and girls will say mm. boys have cooties. It's like you don't want them to touch you because you're going to get their cooties. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to get your cootie shot to protect you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so get your vaccination. <laughs> exactly. Your cooties vaccination. <laughs> oh, that's a funny one. All right. We have a couple more, right? Yeah, we've got a couple more. And the next one, I think it reminds me a bit of what we were talking about earlier, like... Mm -hmm. The go look in the mirror. Go look in the mirror, yeah. So it's, I know you are, but what am I? Yeah, I know you are, but what am I? Yeah, like the connected speech there in American. So how would you say it? I know you are, but what am I? Mm. With American tea. Yeah. I know you are, but what am I? I'd say it with a glottal tea. There but you I think go. this one is dangerous because you're kind of asking them to tell you what they are. So it's like going to be a back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think like with my brother, we would do that a lot. Like the whole car ride, probably making my mom nuts, just being like, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, <laughs> but what am I? Just like... <laughs> so funny as well you could just see like the head tilt and stuff that with the kids hanging it we should have we needed to film this one yeah <laughs> people get all the body language mm -hmm. maybe we can film something for youtube or instagram one day there you go we definitely should do that yeah and then the last one is so instead of saying mind your own business we would say mind your own beeswax <laughs> One of the shows that Ollie suggested that I ended up watching actually was on the first podcast we did with him, I think, that or one of the first ones where he was suggesting Australian shows. And I ended up watching one of these called Kath and Kim. And they say mm. all the time, like, your beeswax, mind it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's just another way of saying it. But adults, it. <laughs> adults saying it. Yeah. Those yeah, Aussies. <laughs> Really immature, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not that Aussies are immature, just Kath and Kim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the Aussie, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but yeah, beeswax, what is that exactly? And and then what does this expression mean? Yeah, so beeswax is like the wax that's produced by bees, which is used in like cleaning products and things like that, isn't it? Yeah, or you can even make candles from it. Mm. It has a pretty 
Nice smell. That's true as well. Yeah. Candles, cleaning products. But you mm-hmm. sometimes talk about because you get wax in your ear as well, don't you? I think sometimes. Right. Ear wax. Yeah. But I think like maybe Shrek. sometimes people <laughs> would be a bit mean about it as well and maybe kind of say things about your earwax being beeswax. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But we say like mind your own business is when someone is they're asking too many questions or something, or they're asking questions about something that doesn't concern them, right? Yeah. Maybe they're getting a bit too personal and you're like, "Mm, you don't need to know that. Stop asking. (laughs) (laughs) But the fun kid away would be mind your own beeswax. Yeah. Yeah. Another one I just thought of is, so say you're in the classroom or something and you left out your scissors, for example, and then you go back to get them and another kid has them. You you might say to them, hey, those are my scissors. And they'd say, finders keepers, losers weepers. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes people might just say finders keepers like that as well, right? Finders keepers, yeah. 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 But what does it mean like losers weepers? Yeah. So obviously if you find them, you get to keep them. And if you lost them, weeping is another way to say crying. So you can just go off and cry because I found them, they're mine. You're a loser. You go cry. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. (laughs) I know. And we have also kind of a related term, not a kid's term, but if you go somewhere public and like, say you went to like a baseball game or a soccer game and you forgot your hat there, then you might go back later to look for the lost and found. You might want to ask someone there, where's the lost and found? Because that's where they would take things that someone lost. So you can go reclaim it. Yeah. We just call that lost property. Lost property. So boring. (laughs) I know. And I wonder, I don't know if I'm making this up, but finders keepers... I don't know. Maybe I'm making it up, but it made me think of another Friends episode, the one with the bullies, when Chandler and Ross uh, get bullied in the coffee shop for their seats and one of the bullies takes Chandler's hat. And I think maybe he says to him, find his keepers. So it just goes to show you how amazing Friends is for learning native vocabulary, you know, all of these rhymes, expressions, everything. That is very true. So you definitely need to check out learning with TV series so you can watch some of our lessons with friends because you can learn just tons of vocabulary that natives use in our everyday lives, right? Exactly. And the same with the Fluent with Friends course. So if you haven't already tried the free masterclass, make sure you sign up and try it. You'll just see how great it is. Yeah. We'll link that in the description of this podcast. All right. And if you want to learn even more kid-friendly English, Something that we like to do a lot when we're kids is we take common songs and we change the lyrics of them to make them funny. So we're going to share some of those with you over on our Instagram at reallife.english. So be sure to check that out because it's going to make you laugh as well. And as always, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week on the Real Life English podcast. One, two, three. Ah, yeah. yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. 
Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV Series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.